Ready? Okay. All right, Mr. Chair and members of the commission, we are now live. Good evening and welcome to the October 11th meeting of the Montgomery County Historic Preservation Commission. My name is Bob Sutton. I'm the chair and I'd like for commission members to introduce themselves starting on my left. And when they're finished, we have one who is remote and I'd like for him to introduce himself as well. And then I would like for staff to introduce themselves. Thank you. Jeffrey Haynes. Karen Burdett. Julie Pelletier. Commissioner Dolman. Mark Dominiani. Michael Galway. Rebecca Ballow, Historic Preservation Staff. And Dan Brukert, Historic Preservation Staff. Thank you. The first item on our agenda is historic area work permits. Have the work permits been advertised? Yes, Mr. Chair, they were advertised in the September 27th edition of the Washington Times. Thank you very much. Um, we would like to do the ones that we think um, are appropriate for expedited review and approval. Um, if there's anyone to speak in opposition to any of these cases, please let me know. So the first case uh, is number 1A at 3 Chevy Chase Circle, Chevy Chase. Number 1B at 7019 Eastern Avenue, Tacoma Park. Case number 1D at 14 West Lenox Street, Chevy Chase. And in case 1E, we have a memo that came today that was not included in the agenda um, on October 11th that we would like to have included as part of this project. Mr. Chair, hearing no objections, I move that we approve the following historic area work permits in accordance with the staff reports based upon the record before us and in consideration of the recommendations of the local advisory panels, including the, deck, the conditions recommended by staff and for case 1E, the, including the memo uh, dated October 11, 2023 from Lurch Early Brewer. Um, Starting with hop number 1042924 at 3 Chevy Chase Circle, Chevy Chase. Hop number 1043440 at 7019 Eastern Avenue, Tacoma Park. Hop number 984980 revision at 15 West Lenox Street, Chevy Chase. And hop number 1001591 revision at 4101 Manor Road, Chevy Chase. Is there a second? It's Commissioner Haynes, I'll second. All in favor signify by saying aye. 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 Opposed? Abstain? Thank you very much. We appreciate projects that we can easily approve. That makes our lives easier and hopefully yours as well. Thank you. Uh, the next item on our agenda is, is uh, Item number 1C at 7107 Carroll Avenue in Tacoma Park. Is there a staff report? Uh, Mr. Chair, there isn't a staff report, but I'm just, I'll briefly cover the issue for this evening. Um, the house at 7107 Carroll Avenue in Tacoma Park is a contributing resource to the Tacoma Park Historic District constructed circa 1916. There are a lot of elements to this proposal, including a partial demolition, alterations to the rear and closed porch, roofing, fenestration, and materials alteration. Uh, but the larger issue is, is the front porch alterations. Uh, the front porch was enclosed in the 1950s or 1960s, and the applicant proposes to restore the porch. Um, currently, the front porch is, um, uses a sunroom and the uh, 
the flooring is covered with with carpet. So staff and condition two um, came up with with three solutions based on the condition of the flooring under underneath that. Um, and the condition lays out uh, the applicant shall contact staff during demolition of the front porch to review the three options for the front porch flooring. And these options include um, restoring the existing concrete floor, if that's what's underneath, restore or replace in kind the existing wood floor, if it remains, or install a new um, 5 fourths by 6 inch tongue and groove EPE floor over a rubber membrane waterproof roofing layer on three quarter inch plywood. So um, that is all dependent on, on the material underneath. Uh, I have photos we can refer back to if any of the commissioners need those. And um, I'll be happy to answer any questions that you have. Are there any questions for staff? Commissioner Doman. Uh, yes, um, Mr. Commissioner Doman. Um, did you actually go up and walk on the floor and can you make an assessment what it, what the composition is? Well, so this is an interior space, and staff did not conduct an interior review of the house. Okay. So I, so it will be it will become an exterior space, um, and and restored. But the applicant is here and can probably answer. Yeah, that that's question. my question. The applicant is here then. Okay. And I was also wondering why staff specified a specific wood like EPE flooring. Why not just leave it open and say a wood flooring or something like that? Um, I think durability was the concern, um, and uh, if, if you know, the, that is a relatively prescriptive condition, and the HPC is, of course, open to uh, modify a condition or, or improve with the, the recommended conditions. I have nothing, nothing against that. I just thought it was rather prescriptive, and so much as it doesn't normally, I think, as HPCs, we don't get into this kind of detail of five-quarter, six-inch EPE flooring. I mean, I, I don't disagree. Um, it's, it's a viable option, but there are other options also. I just would like to see this more of a general um, specification in here. That's all. Thank you. Any other questions for staff? If not, I would invite the owner and owner's representative to come forward. And if you could uh, turn on the mic there and state your name for the record, um, you will have uh, seven minutes to do either a presentation or if you would prefer, you can answer questions. Um, and uh, it's up to you. Okay. My name is Rick Petullo. I'm the architect for this project. Um, I did walk on the, the porch flooring. Uh, there's a good chance it is a wood structure underneath. Um, it's a finished space underneath, as well as carpeting on top. On top, um, uh, but and it doesn't feel like concrete, but it could be sleepers over concrete um, as a finished space. I just don't know until we can do some demolition on it. So um, uh, yeah, so we're, what we're going to do is bring it from a sunroom back to a front porch. Um, covered porch uh, with a waterproof layer because there is a finished space underneath. So it would be, um, if it's wood, it would be a wood tongue and groove floor over some waterproof membrane of some, 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 of some sort. So that's our, that's our plan. If it's concrete, we'll just leave it as is because obviously it's, it's waterproof. So 
don't really have any, any, anything else to say about that. I think the only issue was the flooring. Okay, um, I have a question. You, yeah. you were given several options as conditions. Are you or the and are you and the owner okay with the options as conditions that staff has provided to you? Yes. Okay. Thank you. Yes. We have not determined what type of wood if we are putting wood down. Um, so, uh, I mean, EPA would be a very nice material. It's expensive, but it would last. Um, and um, I would be, I would be uh, happier to use something like EPA just because if it's over a, a waterproof layer, it's going to last longer. If it's, if it's yellow pine, like if it's painted yellow pine, then moisture trapped underneath wouldn't do it any good. It would, it would rot pretty fast, so. I would be, I would be more, I and the clients would be more, owners would be more inclined to use something like EPay or Garapa or something like that in, in this natural stage. We wouldn't paint it. Any other questions for Mr. Batulo? Yes, Commissioner Haynes. Um, I noticed in the photograph the stairs are concrete and you're proposing to remove them and replace them in wood is that correct yeah the the stairs were built later probably at the time of the of the enclosure um, because there would be it would make no sense to have a landing outside of the outside of the space if it was indeed original and it looks like it's sort of coming off the the foundation a little bit so it's, it wasn't poured integral with the foundation certainly thank you <clears throat> any other questions Commissioner Doman. Yes, Commissioner Doman. Um, I want to thank you for coming in today. Sure. Um, I did drive by the property, and it's extremely hard to park. I, I couldn't. No, there's no parking on and there's no, I think I drove around three, three times before I could finally park the car to get out and walk and take a look at your yeah. house. You know, yeah. I appreciate the fact that you you're getting rid of this modification with the bay windows and the whole enclosure of the front porch i think that's really detrimental to the house and i like your design taking it back and making a real a porch out of it instead of this this thing that showed up here sometime in the 70s or whatever so i think you're i, I commend you for doing that okay yes. commend you to doing that um oh yeah question well, question please question well have you decided upon what type of column you're going to use? Um, you know, actually, I, I did a survey around Tacoma Park. I could find no other house of this type um, in shape and orientation. So it could really, um, I was going to use, use any other example as a, as a model for this house, but I couldn't. Um, but it's certainly, I would certainly, um, use a square column of some sort. Um, I believe it's going to be wood wrapped. Uh, I think that's the, that's what I've been told to do. Um, so, yep. So four wood wrapped columns. Not necessarily square, but could be round. Is that what you're saying? Could be round, but I, and that, those, actually that was in the staff report that there was some, there was a, a research done and some round columns were shown to be an example of that could be used. I, I don't think that would work on this house, but um, it seems to be more uh, 
likely that a square column was the original column. Mm -hmm. Any other questions? Thank you. Thank you very much. Appreciate it. Okay. Uh, discussion. Anyone like to kick off the discussion? Commissioner Pelletier. Thank you. I just want to thank you for fixing this house. I walk by this house twice a day, and it makes me want to cry that they <laughs> did that to that, what was probably a lovely porch. So um, I think it looks great. I think I think all the, the, um, the staff conditions are reasonable. I do agree with Commissioner Doman about the ePay. I think it's a bit more specific than it needs to be. I think we're, we're, we're very concerned about keeping the porches historic porches as wood, tongue, and groove, um, but I don't know if it's necessary to specify a certain type of wood. But anyway, I think it's great. I think it looks good. Can't wait for it to start. Anyone else? And one. Commissioner Doman. Um, I guess this is more of a comment to the architect here, but um, my background is historic preservation. I'm a carpenter, retired carpenter, and I've done a lot of porches exactly like this. Um, w when you do your balustrades, um, my preferred wood was always to use Spanish cedar. If you're using a, a pine wood, I mean, I know from smooth lumber you can get standardized. All this, all this stuff that you show in your diagrams are, are standard materials. But if you go to a different wood species other than pine, I th I'm sure you're aware of all this, that uh, Spanish cedar is very easy to work with. It would be a good choice for you to use for, your, for the rails and the balustrades and the bottom rail and do that. And as far as the columns, um, I think that's up to you. And I'm also, I'm not hung up on ePay. I think um, we could be more flexible and come up with other wood species that would work just fine. Thank you. Any other discussion? Okay. Chair Sutton, uh, this is Commissioner Burdett. I make a motion that we approve the HOP 1044477 at 7107 Carroll Avenue, Tacoma Park, um, with the staff recommendations uh, as given. Um, I think that's it. Is there a second? Commissioner Pelletier. <coughs> Commissioner Pelletier. I'll second. Thank you. All in favor signify by saying aye. 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 Thank you, Richard. <laughs> Up wherever you are in Seattle. Thank you. Uh, so this well, any Michael. Michael, I'm sorry. Michael, go. I'm sorry. I've got a yes. Thank you. All in yes, favor in signify Seattle. by saying aye. Aye. Any opposed? Any abstain? Thank you so much. This project is approved. Thank you for coming. The next um, item on our agenda is uh, item number 2A at 14500 Montevideo Road in Poolsville. Is there a staff report? This I, is a preliminary uh, consultation. Yeah, yes, there is, Mr. Chair. Um, so again, um, this is a preliminary uh, preliminary consultation for uh, Montevideo. It's a master plan site. It's a federal house constructed circa 1830. 
And this is reviewed under Chapter 24A and the Secretary of the Interior Standards for Rehabilitation. Um, this is an image that was included in the staff report. The, um, the state actually has this blue lot incorrectly located. Uh, when the, the lot was subdivided, it should have been placed here and was recorded as such. So we just need to get the, the map corrected. It's the, the green lot that we're, we're referring to. You can see the house is, is with the star, and then the family cemetery is back here. So this is, this is the, the lot in its appropriate location. You see the historic house here. Um, so the HPC re uh, recommended approval of a preliminary plan to subdivide the lot in 2007. Um, it was with, within the environmental setting. Um, access to the lot would be provided from a separate driveway off of Montevideo Road, and the HPC determined that there would be no adverse effect on the historic site. Um, the reason that the lot was retained within the environmental setting of um, Montevideo was for the HPC to offer their comments and review um, and approve new construction on the site. Again, the plat was included in the, the staff report. A uh, five-bedroom house was contemplated, including um, septic and and oops, sorry and proposed septic locations um, as possibilities, but have yet to be determined. Um, so the applicant presented three options, uh, or, or at least three concepts. Um, all of them consist of a wood frame side gable dwelling with a wraparound porch. Um, they were all one or one and a half stories. So staff finds that the low scale and massing of all three options would allow the new house to blend in with the landscape and be subservient to the historic house. Staff finds that the wood frame construction and wraparound porches differentiate the house from many of the historic masonry homes. And staff recommends the use of natural materials for the site in lieu of substitute materials. Uh, staff recommends the applicant continue to study design scenarios based on option three due to its form, scale, massing, and details. Um, we also note that the, the dormer uh, seemed to be the most appropriately scaled to the, the house is of the three designs presented. Um, and um, the last recommendation included in the staff report is staff recommends the applicant, applicant compete a phase one archeological investigation that combines background research and field work to identify any resources and artifacts within the limits of disturbance for the new construction uh, and the septic sand mountain as a condition of approval. And I, I just wanna touch, um, this didn't make the, uh, the staff report, but in consultation with our staff archeologist and the parks archeologist, um, the parks archeologist developed a map that would show um, that identified uh, areas of potential for prehistoric resources based on topography and access to water. Uh, I think I can actually pull up a, a section of that map. Um, and and that, was, that was the basis for including that recommendation, not necessarily historical items, because we know that this has been a uh, plowed field for hundreds of years. Uh, so it likely wasn't occupied within the historical period, but uh, prehistoric resources are something that we're still concerned about. So staff request HPC feedback on the compatibility of the proposed single family dwelling options for the master plan historic site, uh, a preferred option for the applicant to study further, and um, recommendations on the phase one archeology span condition. And I can answer any questions that you have at this time. 
Any questions for staff? Commissioner Pelletier. On the site plan, there are three drain fields. <coughs> are those options, or are there three drain fields? Well, so this is this is the plat. So these are, I think, options based on um, placement of the house and okay. footprint. It's so, not all three. No. That's like a pretty major septic system. Okay. Yes, and, and, and I think that, you know, uh, we need to figure out the house, house size and placement before the septic can be developed. So right. um, I think we're, that's, that's further down the line. Okay, all right, that's all I wanted to know, thanks. Any other questions for staff? Um, I have one, uh, do all the sites that have been selected, do they perk? Have they already been tested for whether they perk for septic? Uh, I believe that was the case when, when the subdivision happened, but I, the applicant could answer that okay. question. Thank you. Any other questions for staff? If not, I would invite the owner, representative, to come forward. And if, thank you, good evening. If you could uh, turn on the microphone and state your name for the record, that would be terrific. You'll have seven minutes, actually, if you want to take a little longer. We're not, we're not exactly overwhelmed tonight, so <laughs> uh, to do your presentation, that would be great. And then if you could answer questions, uh, we would appreciate that as well. So thank you. Sure. Uh, I'm Knight Kiplinger, a member of the family who have been the steward of this property for 65 years. Uh, and to save you the math, I was 10 years old <laughs> when we moved to this <clears throat> previously uninhabitable uh, wonderful property, a restorer's dream. And um, when my mother and father put virtually all the acreage of this farm under agricultural easements in 1989, uh, they were granted the, the privilege under the so-called child lot provision to reserve two home sites for uh, each of their sons. And uh, one of these home sites, uh, entitled in 1989 and approved in 2007 and platted in 2008, is the subject of, of today's, uh, today's proceeding. Um, I want to thank the staff for a very, very thorough and, and thoughtful report. Um, uh, I knew that it would be uh, ill-advised to engage an architect and proceed with a design without getting feedback from the staff and from all of you on, on general guidelines. Uh, there is a constant tension in uh, historic preservation and new construction near historic houses between differentiation and compatibility, and I think the staff has explained that natural tension and that, and that balance very well in the, in the report. And I simply provided uh, examples of the, the smaller, lower structure that would please our family to be a new family residence for our family's use uh, about 1,000 feet from the main house. There are a couple of different numbers. Staff has a, a number of 900 feet. Uh, I said a quarter of a mile in my summary. I actually measured it on, on, on the plat today, and I would say that it's 1,050 feet distance from the historic house and at a 40-foot lower elevation. And the new house will not be visible from the historic house, nor the historic house visible from the new house. 
And this was all by design. Uh, my family began testing various child lot sites in the 1990s. Many of them were tried out on county, county staff. And the most influential staff to weigh in on it at the time uh, were the, his, uh, the agricultural folks, because they insist that a child lot uh, house uh, uh, not impede the existing farming, uh, since they hold agricultural easements on, on the surrounding land. So um, I, I'm very much uh, in concurrence with staff recommendations on design and would be happy to take questions that you might have uh, about that, the siting of the house, things of that sort. Uh, I would like to explore further the concept of the staff recommendation of an archaeological investigation. And I hadn't heard until this evening that the uh, the question of possible relics that might be found in such an investigation focus on the prehistoric. Uh, had that not been narrowed, I would have pointed out that this site is far from the uh, historic building core of the property, the outbuildings, any evidence of habitation or active uh, uh, farmsteading in the vicinity of this lot. It has been in open cultivated fields for, for hundreds of years. Um, as a longtime student of the Seneca region, uh, chairman of Historic Medley District, which is the Historical Society of Western Montgomery County, I, I have been a longtime student of all aspects of the historic resources of this region, including the, the uh, pre-colonization, pre-settlement uh, resources as well, which have turned up almost entirely closer to the Potomac River uh, in lands today owned by Seneca Creek State Park across River Road from this property. And, um, uh, you know, I would like to explore further with staff and staff archaeologists why they think there is probable cause to justify the considerable expense and, and uh, possible delay of archaeological investigation. So it's just, just a, a question of probability, likelihood of finding uh, artifacts of that sort in, in this area, and I look forward to that discussion. Any so questions? I'm oh, sorry, did, are, I, I, did I jump the gun a little bit? Or? No, not at all, please. Okay. Uh, any questions? Be happy to entertain questions. Commissioner Pelletier. Uh, this is Commissioner Pelletier. Um, you were talking about the house, the new house. Yes. And what you submitted um, were sort of general ideas about what you want to build there. So what's, what's your future process are you going to hire an architect? Are you going to buy plans? Like, can you talk a little bit about how you're going to get a design together? Uh, that's a great question. I haven't uh, totally decided. I was kind of waiting on, on the staff report and, and thoughts of yours. Uh, a couple of ways to go. Um, uh, house plans, similar to some that I submitted, is one possibility, but house plans always uh, in, in my experience, need to be massaged by a, a professional. Uh, some are top-notch, some are not, some are almost unbuildable. Um, 
And uh, one possibility would be dealing with the uh, in-house designers of a design-build contracting firm or engaging an architect separately to work uh, with a builder. I haven't selected either of those at, at present. Um, I'm a lifelong student of architectural history, uh, have worked on preservation projects, public and private, in, in a number of locales in America. Uh, but I also know enough to know what I don't know, and, and I, I, I don't want to practice without a license. But, but I do look forward to working either with an architect or the design-build department of a contractor uh, and making it very collaborative. Other questions Thank for you. Mr. Kiplinger? No? Okay. Thank you very yeah, much. Uh, you know, just one further question. Um, is there some place where I could read about the statutory um, mandate of an archaeological investigation, some place in your literature, uh, which raises a question uh, on a farm of 400 acres? Uh, is, is there any place on this farm in proximity to the Potomac River and Seneca Creek, a mile or so in either direction, that would not warrant? An archaeological investigation. So that's kind of a, a negative way to, to back into it. But what might the standard be? Uh, the, the idea that there was pre-settlement <laughs> occupation in the region, is that would that be sufficient in itself? Nobody would deny that. Susquehannock, Piscataway Indians, and, and others going back thousands of years. Uh, I would recommend that you contact the staff. Um, I don't think we as a commission would have that information, but I believe staff uh, could be helpful in that direction, and they would be able to, am I correct, would be able to direct him, mm -hmm. Mr. Kippinger, to whatever he would need for that sort of information? Mm -hmm. This is Rebecca Ballow for the record. Yes, yeah. yes, absolutely. Um, I would note, too, as part, of, as part of the purview for the HPC for the review of a hop, it's it's not just new construction, but all alterations, including including grading or any site work, also qualifies for review under the HOP. And when we're talking about alterations, as you and the the commission well knows, it is to you know any any feature, any part of the designated environmental setting, and it is a long-standing, not, not a written policy, but the HPC has been well within its purview over the decades to require as conditions of approval archaeological investigations for sites that have archaeological potential for both prehistoric and historic artifacts based on the settlement of the property, the known location of the outbuildings, but then also a property that is associated with a history of um, enslavement at the property and then also proximity to other, other waterways or other features that are more associated with prehistoric occupation. So all that to say, we'll be more than happy to share with you some of the information that we just received this week from our parks archeologist about the prehistoric um, archeological potential for the property and happy to share with you other hop applications where the HPC has conditioned approval um, for, for new additions or new construction on receiving a phase one archeological investigation. There was just a property tonight, actually the, the Hayes Manor property that was a Georgian period 
building property where the HPC required archaeological investigations that did turn up new um, new outbuildings and new subterranean and subterranean features in areas that hadn't been previously explored. So I'll be happy to get you that information and talk with you further about it. Okay. Right. Thank you. Thank you very much. Any other questions? Oh, okay. Uh, uh, a procedural question. Yes. Um, uh, this is a preliminary consultation. What would be the next step vis-a-vis uh, your role in well, you the process. Are, you are right on it because well, I, I, <laughs> I was going to get to that. Oh, so okay, so what we do here, you, you've been, I don't know if you, you've been, you've come before us, I know a couple of times at least since 2007, correct? Uh, I don't think so, okay. no. Not, not that There's, I'm aware of. Well, that's fine. Well, yeah. Let me just get to what this is. Um, we do, this is, I, I've been involved in historic preservation for a long time and I have never seen anything like we do, which I think is absolutely one of our real strengths, which is we, as, our, as a group, will give you our feedback, what we think will be useful to you as you develop this project. Now, you are not required to follow everything we say. Um, I would say it's a good idea to pay attention to what we say, but you're not required to. <laughs> uh, the next step, we, we, I would say probably the next step would be to come to us with a historic area work permit application. Uh, you'll work with staff to do that. <clears throat> it is, it's possible that you could come back for another preliminary, but I think we're far enough along here where that probably would not be necessary. Uh, and there's no, time, there's no time limit. But we have, um, I, I've been on this uh, commission since 2017, I believe, and we have expertise right now that I think is really outstanding. We have several really good historic preservation architects, a builder, an engineer, and then we have people like me that are just a historian. But I think the, the, uh, the, inf the what we suggest to you, I think, hopefully will be very valuable. So with that, I will start off. Ask anybody who would like to start off with uh, with the discussion on this project and suggestions for what uh, we should recommend to Mr. Kiplinger. Commissioner Burdett. Um, really, you've done an excellent job of bringing this forward with full explanation of what the intent is and your previous subdivision. Um, as to the the options of the house, um, really, they're they're very similar. You've you've given us a, a reference of a house in Howard County to kind of explain where some of the features of your house are coming from. Um, your three options, to my mind, are a little more southern or more from the um, Texas area where big, large verandas are necessary, and I don't have a problem with that. I, actually, I think in our weather, our climate, and with that open site, it, it would be an appropriate uh, detail. Um, so again, you know, when you come back, you come back with what your architect has taken, designed for you, and we can react to that. Um, I would say that you'll need to be very careful about the massing and the detailing because you your historic house is such a lovely house, and this house should be, while not visible, the quality in this and uh, the detailing should be complementary. Um, and I think you would uh, 
probably want that level of fine detailing. Um, so just, I don't expect you to come back with a McMansion. Um, and we would appreciate it if you come back with a very finely detailed uh, proposal. But other than that, I think this is a very good uh, uh, plan or uh, development um, to, to allow a house near the historic property. And whatever your family future involves, you'll be well prepared for it. Thank you. You anyone else? Well, I, I'm going <laughs> to jump in here. Um, can you pop up the three uh, options for the house on the screen here? Um, it's really interesting. I looked at this. My first reaction to it was um, we have actually, I worked in the Historic Preservation Office in Oregon. Believe it or not, we had one exactly like this. In Oregon, <laughs> the person came from Louisiana. And I guess it was appropriate for that. But um, I, it was really interesting. I was, I was ready to say I didn't really care for any of the designs because they all make it look like a historic building until my colleague, Commissioner Burdett, mentioned that it's a southern design, more southern than Maryland. So I'm all of a sudden thinking, eh, maybe I think this is fine. And my preference is number two, actually. I think it, I think it doesn't look quite as historic. Uh, it looks a little bit more modern. It has historic features, but it looks a little bit modern. But uh, I think any of them would be fine. I don't. I really don't have a problem with any of them. I would. I think I would not use number one, but I think either two or three um, would be fine. Um, I also think the, one of the questions that we had was whether we thought the site was appropriate, and I think the site, on uh, given how far it is from the historic house, and the fact that it's been set aside for this purpose. It's really funny. I saw a child site, and I'm thinking, well, was there a was there a playground there at one time? <laughs> I'm sorry. I did not know that that took context for the site, but I think it's perfectly appropriate. Um, I also think that the the archaeology condition. I think it's reasonable, but I think it's very. <coughs> <coughs> Excuse me. Sorry. I think it's very appropriate to continue discussion with staff as to why it may or may not be appropriate. And the reason I say that. For part of my career in the National Park Service, I was a superintendent at Manassas Battlefield, and we did a number of projects. And we had archaeological sites that would pop up literally everywhere. It just was, I mean, whether they were supposed to be there or not. And so <coughs> in most cases, I think it's, it probably uh, would not be a very detailed study to begin with. Uh, I would actually welcome you to talk to staff about that. I don't think it'd be very detailed, but I think it's at this point an appropriate um, condition, at least for further discussion. That's all I Mr. Have. Chair. Yes. Mr. Uh, Commissioner Galway online <coughs> wanted to make some remarks as well. Commissioner Galway from Seattle, yes, right? Commissioner Galway, <laughs> for the moment. Can you guys hear me okay? We can hear you fine. Thank you. Perfect. Um, yeah, just a couple comments. Um, I, I tend to agree with staff, and I, I, I think of, a, of the three options, I tend to lean towards the uh, option C or the third option, option three, I guess it is. Um, I, I love the idea that the houses are remote enough that neither house can see the other. I think that's certainly appropriate given the historic nature of the existing home. Um, and then regarding the archaeological um, 
you know, when you look at the geography um, and being sort of a uh, Mr. Kippinger, I'm uh, sorry, uh, Kippingling, Kiplinger, I guess it is, uh, being a steward of, of history, I think you would agree that it would be really most unfortunate if you were to either install the uh, uh, the uh, septic systems or or dig that for the foundation of the home and, and realize at the time that you uncovered something, um, whether it even be an old, uh, whether it's prehistoric or historic, um, let's say you uncovered an old dump uh, or some artifacts from the late 1800s. Uh, I think it'd be a, a, it'd be unfortunate to to not have discovered that there might be something there. So um, I think it would certainly behoove you to to do at least do a a, a cursory investigation to, to ensure that you're not uncovering that you're not ruining something that might have been there. Um, so I, I definitely think that's uh, I support staff's suggestion about that, and, and would appreciate if you'd consider that as well as you move forward. And that's all the comments I have. Thank you. Thank you. Anything else? And uh, from that, do you have any questions? Further questions for us as the commission? Uh, <clears throat> no. It sounds as if the next step would be to refine the design, uh, and and add that to the information on the, on the uh, kind of provisional application that I submitted first, and, uh, and more discussion with staff. Yeah, that's correct. And one thing that you should keep in mind is we have no purview over the interior design, unless, unless uh, there is something that would affect the exterior. And I think in this case, that's not going to be an issue. Yes. Commissioner Burdett. Um, and this is absolutely nothing within, it might be in our purview later on when you get further along, but if you're so inclined to line the new driveway with cherry trees like your driveway currently is, it would be appreciated because <laughs> that is a stunning driveway and fully appreciated by anybody who drives past. Thank you. Yeah, the, those cherry trees are, are pretty special. Uh, we got about 45 years out of a Yoshino cherry tree on our front drive, and people say, well, at the tidal basin, some of them are 80 years old. And I say, but uh, we are not the tidal basin in the, in the secluded, low-lying area. We have the Arctic Northwest gales punishing our Yoshinos all through the year, and 45 years is, is a good life for those trees. Uh, they're in a cycle of replacement, regular replacement. Thank you. Thank you very much. Thank you. Thank you for your consideration. Okay. Next item on our agenda are minutes from September 20. Has anyone reviewed the minutes and would like to make a motion? There are no minutes. Rebecca Ballow, for the record, there are no minutes for this month, oh, so we'll have this for next goodness. month. Oh, my goodness. I guess that shows that I did not look for them. <laughs> <laughs> Whoops. <laughs> okay. Uh, commission items. Any commission items? Uh, any staff items? I see that there are several staff items. There are several staff items. Um, as was mentioned in the work session this evening, the... I think it's the 35th annual this this year. Um, well, the annual MPI Preservation Awards are this Saturday, October the 14th. We have the, the notice of that. I think I forwarded it to everybody a, a couple of weeks ago, but if you'd like additional information, just let me know. Or ask MPI board member Karen Burdett here. 
with us and she can give you more information. Um, several, at least one project I think reviewed by the HPC is getting a preservation award this year. I think, was it the one in Kensington or the one in Tacoma Park? I can't remember. Anyways, it's a great time, the preservation awards, if people are, are available. Um, the Clarksburg master plan has been kicked off with several listening sessions. There's a listening session this evening out in Clarksburg. That's the reason that John Lieberts, who had some of the cases tonight, is, is not here with us. He's attending that meeting for Clarksburg. The meeting that is specific to historic resources will be next Thursday, October the 19th, and John and I will be there for that meeting. Other items, the Bethesda Meeting House abatement order. So this case went, it went to district court over the summer in August. The property owner was not in attendance. The judge gave 30 days until the middle of September for the applicant to file their permits to start addressing the abatement order. At the end of September, the commercial building inspector and I confirmed that no permits had been filed and no work has been done at the property to remedy the corrective action that's necessary. So we are looking to go back to court. I don't have a date for that yet. I'll let you know when that's scheduled. Similarly, the Durwood store and post office had their hearing in court on September 26th, where the judge gave the property owner six months to start filing their preliminary plans with the county. This is the one that you all heard where they were looking to add townhouses, like, like, a, like a small apartment building onto the back of that. We heard that, I think it was a year ago. It was in December, December and January of last year, and they have not yet filed their preliminary plans with the county. The property is, it has zip board on the outside. It has a roof, so it is closed up but it is still not to the standards that the county building inspectors require nor that we require. So we're working with them over the next six months to file their plans and to get things in order. Coming up in November, there's the joint dinner with the planning board on, the, on November the 2nd. I sent an Outlook meeting invite for everybody to attend. We're gonna be having dinner in the back room from 6 to 6.30. It will not be a working dinner. And then there will be a working meeting here in the auditorium from 6.30 until 7.30. And I'll be working with the HPC chair and also with the planning board chair to come up with the agenda for that meeting. Other items real quick in November, Montgomery History's annual conference is on Saturday, November the 4th. That is always a great time if people can go. There's a nominal fee for the conference and there's always some really outstanding work that's being presented. Also, we have uh, the Tacoma Park Minor Master Plan Amendment is moving into work sessions where there are four work sessions scheduled and each work session covers specific topics. We don't have yet the date uh, for the historic preservation specific work session. It will be sometime, I think, in November. It might actually be that day. It might be November the 2nd. I'm not sure yet. When that is scheduled, I will reach out and probably ask 
uh, Vice Chair Burdett, if she's available since she gave the public testimony. It is typical for an HPC member to come and participate in those work sessions where the historic preservation items and the designations are discussed. So stay tuned for that. When I have a date, I will let you know. And those are all of the staff items. Rebecca, this is uh, Commissioner Dolman. Yes. Could you refresh my memory on the Bethesda Meeting House abatement? I, I don't remember what that was, or maybe I wasn't even on the board at that time. I, what was this all about? Sure. Um, this is not about a historic area work permit that has come before the commission. The Bethesda Meeting House is located on Rockville Pike, 9400 Rockville Pike. It's known as the church that named Bethesda. Right. So it has been in, in disrepair for many years as the trustees of the church have aged. And currently, I think there are only three or four trustees left. None of them are in the area, and um, the ones that are left are in, in hospice or in hospital care in Florida. So I've been working with the Bethesda Historical Society to monitor this, this property, and I got in touch with the registered agent for the owner over the winter to ask for a site visit and to express my deep concern about the dilapidated state of the meeting house and of the rectory that is on the property. The, the attorney and the, the realtor did consent to having, to having a site visit. I went out with John Lieberts. We went into the meeting house with, with the owner's representative, with their lawyer. We took pictures of the property inside and out. We met with them. And then my typical approach with dealing with these types of situations is that I, I write a memo and I say, this is everything I saw. This is everything I documented. This is everything that you need to fix. And I ask property owners, so I asked this property owner to come up with a plan. So I said, in 30 days of receipt of this letter, documenting our site visit, I want you to come back to me with a plan for how you are going to start addressing these items. You know, trees growing out of the gutter, gutters, you know, falling off of the building, drainage, water damage, brush, debris piles, peeling paint, holes in the windows, things like that. There was no response after that 30-day period. So I, I sent out that letter, it's like January, February, heard nothing back. So the first week in April, I got in touch with the commercial building inspectors because it's a church, it's a commercial property, it's not a residential property. And the commercial inspectors went out to the site, verified everything that I had documented, entered a notice of violation, entered an abatement order against the property owner. We got the day in court in August where the owner did not attend in front of the judge. So the judge found in favor of the county and ratified the abatement order. What that means is that the judge gave the, the property owner 30 days to correct the violations or the owner would be found in contempt. So the 30 days has passed and now we're going back to court for the judge to move to the next steps to enforce the abatement order. This, well, this is Quaker, a Quaker meeting house, correct? No, it's it's not a Quaker. It is not. Oh, Me I thought meeting it was. House. Huh. Um, wow. So there are a couple different things that could happen. The county could go in there and do the work, and then charge back the 
you know, the, the labor and materials against the, as a lien against the property. That's one way they can do it. The, the judge can also start levying fines against the owner every single day that they don't start doing the work out there, and that will also be levied against the property. I mean, for contempt orders, the, I'm not a lawyer, so I can't tell you the, the range of, of options that the judge may have at their disposal, but it ranges from daily fines to the work being done at the property. I don't know if you can imprison somebody for a civil, this is a civil violation, not a criminal one, but this, this is what happens. I have at least six properties, at least six, that are in different phases of going through this process in district court to enforce property maintenance codes to make sure that these properties are maintained. Does the county ever take possession of said properties if nobody can pay and the fines accumulate and, and the, do they ever revert back to the county? No. No? No, that's not the way. No? I'm actually going to... <laughs> No, no, no. It does not revert back to the property. If people cannot pay the liens against their property, it can go. It can go to a tax sale. Isn't that's the next step for it? And properties at tax sale can be bought by anybody who pays the value of the lien against the property. Assuming assuming there are no other mortgages or or other um, encumbrances upon the property. Complicated. Complicated. Does any of this ever come before the HPC? I mean, the staff is handling all this. Now, I, like I said, I was not familiar with all the issues involved here. Is that because we're not, it's not necessary for us to know this at, at, at this time, I guess? Well, I give you updates periodically as I'm going to court, but there is no formal role for the HPC in this. There, we do have under 24A a demolition by neglect ordinance part of our ordinance where the HPC and the county attorney make certain findings, but I've found to tell you the truth that the faster way to, there's a couple routes that are gonna get you to court. <laughs> I have found that the, the easiest way is just to go to the commercial inspectors, the residential inspectors, DHCA, and just ask them to issue notices of violation against the county's property maintenance codes that we get to court and we get to a resolution faster than going through the process that does involve the HPC, which is um, enforcing the demolition by neglect ordinance. You're going to end up in front of the judge um, with an abatement order either, either way, the way. The way I've gone with this just involves fewer steps, frankly. I hope so. I mean, yeah. That's that's, yeah. that's yeah. the goal. And In the issue, I mean, the, the cause of this is that the church that had, has owned the property, their pastor died, and the congregation has dwindled since that date, so they're actually not getting, they don't have a revenue stream to put towards the repairs. That's my understanding, yes. Yeah. Do they meet there? There was... There was a meeting of the congregation in January because in order to maintain their tax-exempt status as a church, there do have to be services. There, do, there does, on some kind of a 
quarterly basis, I think it is. So their, their attorney and their representative out of Baltimore had organized a meeting of the congregation that did take place there in January. I saw pictures of that. I saw the program of that. I don't know who that congregation consisted of um, that they had there. But that, that is a typical requirement of churches is that you do have to have the services to maintain your tax exempt status. <coughs> you're, not, you're not on the. Is tax exempt property tax as well? Yes. It is, okay. Not just income tax, but yes. okay. Thank you. Anything else? Meeting is adjourned, thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Commissioner Galway. Thank you.